Welcome to Real Money Talks. Real strategies from the money makers and the world changers that you can use to make millions, keep those millions, multiply your wealth, and build your team. Here's your host, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News, and The View, Laurel Langmire. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Laurel's weekly market awareness update. Happy to have you all here with a very special guest. Laurel's going to be introducing momentarily. Love seeing you all online. And as always, if you have questions during the conversation today, go ahead, type them in the Q&A line or the chat line. The team here is going to be working hard to get all those questions answered live during the event. And we'll be looking forward to introducing you to some fascinating financial topics. Laurel, how are we doing today, ma'am? I'm good. And uh, so excited to be back with all of you. And uh, again, we are live on our Facebook group. If you are in our Millionaires in Training, hit share. We have big conversations. We are two weeks from uh, a historical election, and um, we have a lot to talk about today. This has been part of a series called uh, Getting Your Financial Infrastructure Together. And uh, I started with just the factors of that. Then we brought on Weldon for taxes and what you needed to do for September 15th and October 15th. That's when we file taxes. Then uh, we brought on Scott to talk about getting incorporated, make sure 2020 is set, you end successfully. Then we had Joe talking about qualified plans. Actually, I just missed last week. We were live from Kansas. So we were in Thomas's uh, neighborhood. And we brought you a legacy plan. <laughs> I almost forgot that week was in there. So yeah, this is actually yeah. seven. Uh, we brought you a legacy panel. Why wills, trust, and durable power of attorney are so critical for you and your life. And uh, today we're going to bring a brand new, different topic. Some of you that have been around a while know about it, but we're going to talk about gold. We're going to talk about uh, digital cryptocurrency and some cash. So with me today, uh, Chris Klein. New expert partner um, just this year. Uh, when did we meet, Chris? Like probably June, maybe. I think it was uh, maybe maybe May, maybe May. Yeah, just like into the first time we introduced each other or we introduced yeah. each other. And this is how we met. So uh, Joe uh, from Horizon, we were talking about our qualified plan. I had some money that was uninvested in my Roth. We literally won our introductory call. And Chris said, well, this is what we do. And I said, well, then let's just do it. So immediately from my Roth IRA, we clicked a few buttons and I bought some Bitcoin and Ethereum. So love that you can, through your qualified plan, invest in some of the what what's going to become a norm for uh, where we are. So, uh, Chris, tell us a little bit about you, how you got into this, and then uh, I'm going to bring us back to a beginning conversation about the economy right now. Wonderful. Well, thanks for having me, Laurel, and everybody. It's a pleasure being here uh, today to chat with you a bit. My my background, I guess, I'm, I'm a little young, so it's a short story, so I might as well throw it out there. Once I got out of uh, college for international finance, I, I graduated high school as the towers fell, and I graduated college as the houses burned. So, you know, I'm like that generation that's like, well, we're going to have to think outside the box. And I ended up taking a journey and heading out, out west and, and just kind of enjoying life and, and trying to find a way to be a great entrepreneur uh, and uh, went with a one way ticket and a suitcase and found myself inside of retirement accounts, which at under 30 was uh, definitely I was probably one of the younger guys in the crew. But what I brought to it was a perspective of this is cool. There's a world that I never even was trained in college or otherwise that you can do much more with your retirement than you could ever imagine at a JP Morgan or a Fidelity. And that's where uh, we started with all kinds of different assets, lots of them that, that Laurel's uh, members do at the big table, entities, 
precious metals. Then when Bitcoin got popular, uh, well, actually a few years before Bitcoin got popular, we dropped that into the mix. Uh, and then we just keep innovating to try to make something uh, that people take advantage of every day to find new ways to build wealth into a turnkey solution. Yeah. I want to put a pause there for a moment because I want to come back to it. I think the election, the I'm going to say the politicizing this whole virus and I mean, just the, what we've been living through is so dynamic and it's shifted specifically digital currency. I mean, we all knew digital currency was going to come to the forefront and be here, but it is here on demand and being used. So as we pause that for a moment, Chris, talk a little bit about what you're seeing in the economy. I mean, you're dealing with people's money all the time. We're two weeks from the election. You know, as I always tell people, uh, if you want to live this life and you want to live the corporate life, you want the deductions, you want to be the landlord, you want to own the real estate. It's, it's pretty much a one track way. So yeah. Talk a little about what you're seeing. I mean, you are in LA, you're in that communist California. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the fourth estate of the United States, right? The, the state of California. You know, it's, you said it best. This is a year to mark all other years. It's nothing like we've ever seen. And and I think that goes for people that are in their 60s, 70s, 80s uh, to people in my age. It's, this is a new new dynamic that it will change a lot of things about the way we live. And it's exposing all of our weaknesses. And we have a lot of them uh, as far as an economy. And I grew up realizing that my grandfather would have me before the internet go through the Wall Street Journal with him to look at his stocks and see how they're doing when I would have breakfast with him on Sundays. That's how I got into finance to begin with. Oh my God, I totally forgot about that whole thing. And and I don't have the the economy that he got to live. And I see that dynamic shift. He used to be able to buy a stock and hold it for 50 years, GE or or some major corporation. That doesn't exist anymore. You've got to really force yourself outside that box and have pieces of things that are out there. Diversification is the word I'm hearing on the street a lot lately because the election will have a big impact, but irregardless of the election, we were going to have some major impacts on the way we live and and our economy ahead. And the biggest thing to that is creation of wealth. It has become more artificial than ever before. You know, businesses grow and that grows the economy because it creates jobs and people get revenues and they spend that on, on luxury goods or discretionary items. That's what naturally grows an economy. This, what we have now is printing of money at the highest level just to put a giant Band-Aid on an amputated leg. And so that's, I think, what the real real challenge we have had is fo- most folks feel like they haven't recovered or feel better since 08. And now they're facing another looming shadow down the road of what it's going to look like. I mean, it, I think now we're going to get to almost $5 trillion has been created by the Federal Reserve this year out of, I hate to say it, they may, they may get mad at me for it, but it's out of thin air. There's no bearing for it other than we need this uh, in order to keep our, our country and our economy solvent. Yep. What other indicators are you seeing in the economy? Just from from where you said, I mean, obviously you are in qualified plans, qualified money, which those of you that are new to the conversation, that means, you know, in the old terms of 401k, what we teach them is to self-direct it. And again, uh, I'm glad you brought up the big giants, you know, the Fidelities, the Swabs, the JP Mortgage. You're not going to get any of this conversation or even the ability to do these strategies there. But what are you seeing as the economy, you know? The good, the bad, the ugly, where do you see it uh, us walking out of this? Qualified plans, I think, are going to have to ramp up for everybody more than they ever have. And it's amazing how many millennials and even baby boomers don't have them, like at all. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely. And you're going to need it more and more as the tax crunch comes on. That depends. It can be sooner or later. 
and it really depends on, I think, the results in November. Uh, I've seen a lot about what tax levels could look like at, a, at the highest level under a Biden uh, regime, which would be almost 62 percent for me over here in California, which would just be insane. So people are going to be looking for those deductions. And the deductions come from putting money in a long term vehicle, which is great for money rules. Right. It's, it's setting yourself up for a future and having. And the nice part about it, I tell people this all the time, actually, Damon, who works on your program, I had an awesome opportunity to talk to his daughter and, his, and her husband or his son and his wife, whatever it was. They were amazing. And the, the conversation when they realized that it gives them an advantage there of lowering their income was huge. It clicked and that they can't touch it. Once you put it aside in your retirement, it's in that vehicle and it's got to stay in that vehicle for X number of years until you're at retirement age, 59 and a half for, yep. for most plans. Now, that doesn't mean you can't play with it. That doesn't mean you can't invest it and try to do things with it. It just means it has to stay in the vehicle. And that that's where self-directed IRAs, which I'm sure Joe touched on a lot last week, yep. is that's your vehicle. That, that opens up this world of opportunities that most haven't seen before. And alternatives are going to be fundamental, especially when you're looking at the economy where how do I get myself away? So I was in Boise and I talked about money <laughs> supply. That's an indicator that's that's scaring a lot of folks right now Which is one? that uh, money supply, how much actual money is out in the economy. And it, it's always naturally grown. But if you look at just since 08, there was a jump. And now pre even the first round of COVID, it's it's off the charts. It's not something that is measurable. And when you go that far of an anomaly, there is an impact. And so people are looking to saying, what can I get that's not based in dollars? If the U.S. dollars has a tough, a, a tough time getting through this monetary excess, what can I have in gold, real estate, Bitcoin, cryptocurrencies, all things that are not associated to the U.S. dollar? It's an uncorrelated asset to, uh, to the other, uh, which is great. That's what folks are looking for today. And so talk a little bit about I mean, you're, that's exactly what you're focused on and what you allow people to do. Um, and I would think you're the first to the party, right? In the, not in gold necessarily. Gold's been a self-directed item for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, but clearly some of the, the digital currencies, cryptocurrencies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the digital currencies really came into play in 16. That was when we started testing with it. And then nobody uh, knew what it was. So nobody cared. And we've all been through that as entrepreneurs. But patience, perseverance. We all know what happened in 17. It was the buzzword from Thanksgiving until Christmas. The product just soared, went from $7,000 a unit uh, and started that year at 1,000 into the year at 20,000. That's unprecedented. Uh, But then everybody, and this was kind of the nomer that they thought it just crashed and just disappeared. Like it was like a, it was like a dot-com stock, but it didn't, it's not going anywhere. I'm excited to talk about this actually as after hours is supply and demand. Uh, is, is a big thing that I wanted to wonder uh, for folks that are going to be joining on Friday at after hours. Uh, when you see that there's just this little itty bitty amount of Bitcoin that ever be made relative to other things, that's where it really becomes powerful. So, Thomas, if you want to put in the link, those of you that are watching, I'm just looking at the names on the chat. We do have a uh, meetup and marketplace. So it's now uh, called the Millionaire Maker Meetup Marketplace. We're doing it twice a month. So uh, we've got over 140 people signed up for this one, huge registration, and we start on Thursday. So Thursday and Friday, we will be doing the show, but also, as Chris said, Chris will be joining us in the 10 to 12 hour on Friday. So making sure if you want to learn more, we're going to touch on it then. And then specifically going into it and then talking to people who are already experiencing it and a client of Chris's, uh, and that's his after hours. And Thomas, what time is after hours on Fridays at 615, 630? I believe that's it. Steve actually had the agenda, so Steve will be able to speak to that 100%. Yep. But for all of you, uh, put it on your calendar. You'll meet Chris again. He's a big part of our expert team. Chris, talk about the the misunderstanding 
about digital currency. I think there's a lot of misunderstanding, not knowing when there's ATMs right now that actually you can transact, you can transact and buy. I know somebody who's bought, uh, several people bought vehicles. I know more and more real estate is headed to not only blockchain, but uh, hashgraph and uh, cutting out all of the middlemen. So talk a little bit about how it's actually here and how it's going to affect people and why is there such yeah. misunderstanding? Absolutely. You're right. There are a lot of misnomers about it. I think uh, in my interviews over the years on on CNBC, it's been called to me funny money, monopoly money, that it has no underlying value to it. And I'm usually quick to remind folks that since 1971, when Nixon took us off the gold standard, so too is U.S. dollars. However, only one group of people, a governance, can control a particular currency, whether it's the dollar, the yuan, the euro or anything out there. Bitcoin is truly the people's currency because it's driven off of consensus. And that doesn't mean that everybody has to get in a room together and argue things out and and, and those things. How it works is technology that is the easiest wins. And we've proven that in the marketplace. Uber versus Lyft. Which one's easier? Why do I download it? Venmo versus um, PayPal. Which one's easier? Why do I download it? Why do I use it? Cryptocurrency is the same way is that People feel like you've got to be some tech nerd to be able to do it. And it's really a very easy process to open a wallet, put crypto in it and use it to share with things. I think the third most obvious misnomer about crypto is that nobody uses it. There's a lot more people today that are that you see adoption on this, especially with COVID uh, in places where where you have bad banking systems. You uh, in Turkey and Italy over the last year, you've seen cryptocurrency and adoption just skyrocket because they faced currency crises and they faced healthcare crises and exponential portions. So it's where everybody ran to when it was the worst of times. And I think you're, you're seeing more of that, that in some marketplaces uh, like Florida, there are listings for real estate in which they are only accepting Bitcoin. They won't take dirty dollars. They don't want them. And that really leads to more adoption. I think a little bit more so, I love gold too, don't get me wrong, but a little bit more so than gold because of its fungibility. The fact that it can be moved and transported very easily. Now, I am working and actually we're launching a product this quarter that uh, for uh, Big Tabor members will be access to the beta is uh, gold at the speed of blockchain. So transactions, payments, uh, all those things can actually take place with the underlying technology of blockchain that drives that, which is if it works the best, it wins. That's the name of the game. Absolutely. And uh, where would the gold be stored? That's always a big question. I know a group out of Colombia, Medellin, actually, they're on the big table and they are actually coming out with what looks like an interesting digital dollar that's got gold embedded in it. It's mm-hmm. interesting dollars coming out of Colombia, not live to the market yet, but will be then exchanged through a hash graph, which is you know, a much more technical uh, you know, structure than a blockchain. Yep, absolutely. So there's a lot of different ways to slice it. I've looked at a lot of different derivatives. I think ours is going to be, what is the client actually looking for? So there's going to be some folks that just say, hey, hold my gold at a depository behind armed guard and a billion dollar insurance policy. And I don't want to worry about it. And there's going to be people that want to do high frequency with it. And they're going to have different demands. Uh, We're really going to take our lessons from crypto and bring them into a different asset. And we hope to do it with others like real estate and the things that you're working on over the, um, really try to bring, bring this technology component to play. Yeah. So Debbie wants to know, are you going to talk about the beta one at Saptars? Yes, we will, Debbie. The other thing I want to just tell my team is uh, make sure those of you who have been before, 
our graduate marketplace for those who've been before and are in the table. It is free. We're actually having that complimentary now. And that'll go on Friday from three to six in that marketplace, the graduate marketplace with the attendees. So we just build one bigger marketplace. And then on Saturday, it was Thomas's idea because he uh, wants to work on Saturday, I think. Um, <laughs> he is going to uh, come live from 12 to four. We'll open up another Zoom. So it'd be more active on the weekend than we've ever had it. So again, those of you who've already been before, if you're in the table, no charge. And uh, Thomas, how do they sign up? I see a few links there. You have a purchase link and another link. Talk about how they show up so they can come see Chris and I back on the weekend. Absolutely. So there's a purchase link there if you've never attended the Millionaire Maker Meetup and Marketplace. We also sent out yesterday appropriate links for big table members to attend for free, as well as a $47 ticket for those of you who have attended a meetup in the past, but have not yet taken a seat on the bus and join us for the big table. So there's a $47 ticket for you all. Again, that's going to get you access to the Marketplace from 3 to 6 p.m. Pacific on Friday. And Laura, we changed it up. We had a little bit of feedback on some of the calls. We're going to run it from 10 to 3 on Saturday. So it'll be a little bit before, during, and after lunch. Gives people plenty of time to connect during the marketplace. We want these things to be rocking and rolling. Uh, A couple hundred people uh, on them if possible. So you all should have seen an email come through that. We will be texting people uh, individually. Um, And if you did not see that yesterday and you're interested, I'm going to go ahead and put my email in the chat line here. Uh, to make sure that you all can get a hold of me uh, accordingly. Perfect. So, Chris, we're two weeks from the election. What do you think, you know, that people are asking me all the time, you know, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Get ready. Right. What are you going to tell people? I'm saying fund your qualified plans to the maximum capacity. Get in as much cash as you can other than your qualified plans, have them completely funded, like tw- even 2020, even though you don't have to fund till April, I'm telling people like get funded, get at least your money in a structure where you can activate it after. Yeah, I think positioning is huge. You were in the, imagine our, we met and the next day you had Bitcoin because you were in position. If you had yourself a Fidelity or elsewhere, right now it could take a week, maybe two, because banks are, and then when you get post-election, everybody kind of freezes for a little bit and and then dust settles and then it's holidays and banks run on skeleton crews. So you could miss out from the election until the first of the year. And that is where opportunity zones occur. So positioning is huge, 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 huge is would be my would be the same thing I'd be saying. And I think also a reminder that it's going to go one way or the other. It's going to be contentious. It's going to be close in some states. It's probably going to be one of those elections that will drag out for us, which is going to make which hurts oh, us yeah. most of the time economically because uh, it's a distraction. So you got to hedge yourself a little bit right now. So position yourself and be ready that when you see an asset that you're interested in, do something that you wanted to do, you can capitalize as opposed to a woulda, coulda, shoulda. That's where it comes down to. And I do think that uh, a lot of people, that's why we did this financial infrastructure, is uh, you're hearing it over and over and over. Did you get your company set up? Did you get your qualified account set up? So, you know, weeks ago, if you didn't set with Joe and didn't set a Roth, and uh, believe me, I think if the Biden campaign gets in, we've heard uh, all sorts of axing of the Roth IRA. That is a golden ticket to uh, to wealth. Um, I don't know that they'll be able to try. What do you think about them trying to change the tax structure on a Roth? I think that'd be kind of rough. It might as well disassemble the vehicle other than grandfather it into what it is. What do you think? Oh, that's tough, man. Unwind that years and years. Usually with financial regulatory, you see less unwinding and more tightening a lot of times. So what they may do is limit the amount that you can contribute or what they really get you on Ross is what's called the Magi score. How much do you make? And if you make too much, 
yeah. you aren't qualified. And so what they'll do is they'll just drop that. And then, then nobody's qualified. So it could close the door. And if you got it, you got it. If you don't, you don't kind of thing. I've yeah. seen those happen before. Uh, but this will be one of the first times I think retirements are going to be looked at as potential additional tax, which uh, just like Social Security and others, it's real. And you've got to account for that in your long-term planning. You have to. It's so critical. I mean, I'm married to a Canadian. I look at what they can do with their RSPs, which would be, you know, synonymous to our self-directed, even in Australia, superannuation. The options are so limited. They're typically mortgage-backed, and that's about all you get. So, uh, again, those of you, we've been saying this for a very long time. Get your accounts open. If you have a bunch of kids, Thomas, you got three of them, go up in three Ross. I don't even care if you fund them forever, get the vehicle open. I just tell everybody, like, just get it prepared as long as it's open, even if it's not fully funded. So what that means is you're going to have the accounts open. I don't care if there's a hundred bucks in them. You don't have to fully fund all of them. Uh, but to not have that vehicle and walk through what about to walk through. And you know what? If nothing happens, then it doesn't. You should have had them anyway. But at least you can continue to contribute as we move ahead, uh, given whatever the, the restrictions. So this is getting uh, more and more serious. Um you know, it's so funny. I always say, you know, some of you care more about your vehicle. Your vehicle is more expensive than anything you've done to take care of your financial future. Seriously. And, you know, I get so like eh, passionate about it. I say, why do we care about it more than you guys care about it? It is so critical and it does take some action. Like we can't do this for you. I can't sign documents for you. Chris can't sign documents for you. You're going to have to open. You're going to have to slow down just for a moment and open these accounts without the qualified accounts then you can't activate what Chris is going to do because they are going to be vehicles inside of those uh, qualified accounts. Now, my nose, you're heading into 2021. I know you're going to have some non-qualified uh, options for people as well. Right now, we really- We're going to put Shane to the CD. The CD should just retire and walk away at this point is what it really should well, do. I mean, it should have done it years ago. When you're talking about, uh, you got to give the money away to the bank for five, 10 years to get one, one and a half percent a year, if you're lucky- and negative interest rates will continue to squeeze those down. There are new tools that we're using that can earn people upwards of six, eight, you know, big numbers. I'll bring some more about Zapter hours, if that's yeah, cool with you. We're on Friday. Hours. I think we can chat about that because it's it, even if their asset's not right for you, there's some rates that are out there that are just incredible that can be found. Well, and, you know, all my big money guys, and a lot of you, are, you know, you've seen them on here, they're the world economists. You say, like, at the end of the day, my favorite question to a lot of them are, at the end of the day, when you're done really heavily managing, you know, what I call active assets, right? Like uh, our marijuana project, that's a very active asset. Gas and oil is a little bit passive, but there's still an activity to the investing. Like, where do, would you park cash and CDs are it. I'll tell you, China for a long time, Hong Kong specifically, as you know, Chris, has had CD and bond backed, you know, options, vehicles for people at that six, eight percent, which are unheard of here in the United States. So it's going to be exciting to see when that arrives here in the United States. And when we say go to cash, you can just park your money into qualified plans. You can park your money over at Flip. Chris is going to give a few more options on where to park some money, but getting to cash in as much as you can. It is so essential. So open your qualified plans. If you haven't done it, spend some time today, get it done. And then uh, come join us back on Thursday and Friday. You'll see Chris again between that 10 and 12 block of education. And then uh, Zafter hours, which I think, uh, Steve, uh, if you want to check in uh, here, I think it's around 6.15, 6.30. And really, I think the conversation that's different from a lot of you that are hearing it here, 
whether you're uh, hearing the repeat broadcast uh, or hearing it live, is hearing from other people who already have done it, who already are active and what are we doing and what's our strategy and plan. So it's more like a, uh, so yeah, that's the uh, mastermind time, but when's this after hours time? 7.15 to 8.15 on Thursday is what we generally have scheduled. Now, obviously, sometimes I can get pushed around depending on the event, but that Thursday is going to be 7.15 for about an hour. Yep, or, and or Friday is what, 6.30? I think we have another one on Friday. Friday, 6.30. Yep, Friday, 6.30. So we will uh, be back to talk to you more about it. Right now, go open your qualified accounts, go put on your Roth, and uh, then you can loop back and say, all right, Chris, now that I have money in my account, and literally you're going to push a few buttons, you're going to have Bitcoin, Ethereum. What are the? Talk a little bit about the, the I think you have about 10 top coins, 10 mm-hmm. top options. What are some of the options that you have that people can start thinking about and putting into their money rolls? The big four, I'll go back to, you know, Isabel is probably the best for that one. I wish she was here. She she, daughter? she finished just before she went to lunch with her mom. My daughter, she's seven. And uh, there's a video. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll make sure I have it available with me on Friday to share with the team. But she keeps it simple is that Bitcoin's for money. Ethereum is for contracts. Litecoin is for shopping, which she loves to do with her mommy. And um, Ripple is for banks. Uh, and what that means is that Bitcoin is, is looks like a, your medium of exchange. It's really more like gold 2.0. You're not really spending it. You're holding it for wealth build. Uh, Ethereum is something that, like the Internet, had to exist in order for websites to exist. Ethereum's chain has to exist for what's called dApps, which are new offshoots, new ideas using the technology. Like I was talking about earlier, maybe we can make real estate faster or this faster. Uh, I always told my grandfather when he asked, he couldn't say Ethereum, but he loved the word. Uh, cause he's from Louisiana and I would ask, he would ask what's it for. And I said, grandpa, you know, every time you got to go to a new doctor and they give you that clipboard and you got to fill out all that stuff, there would be a way where you'd have a smart contract that you could just scan at the front desk and they know everything about you. And then you can shut that off when you walk out. So your data is secure. And he goes, well, that would be amazing. And I said, that's what Ethereum can drive is that kind of innovation. Uh, and then Litecoin, there's, there's four times more Litecoin than there will be Bitcoin. It's four times more efficient to make. It's more, I think, what you'll see when folks are using it at grocery stores and things like that. It's a medium of exchange uh, that folks will use. Ripple is uh, will move money at, at speeds across borders we've never seen before. Uh, we're already starting to see some cool adoption. Ripple had a major event that they do every year, and they did it. They hosted it at the uh, the lobby of the Swift Bank building. And Swift is basically responsible for all movement of money in the world. It's yep. where, where money goes in. It's almost like a, a mega escrow. And they held their conference in their lobby. I think it might have been a little smug move, but pretty cool. It, all it comes down to at the end of the day is there's going to be some disruption. And if you don't think disruption happens in economies, it happens all the time. Uh, look at Uber. Look at what, what our economy has become with just the shared mentality and the gig mentality that's out there. Uh, or just websites or credit cards. So when I was a kid, my parents were cash or check only. When credit cards came out, everybody kind of looked at them funny. But now we can't live without it. There's a war on cash. You can't even get change nowadays, right? We were talking about that in Boise. We're out of change. We are out of change. (laughs) One of the quick questions we have, we've actually talked about this on the Big Table Laser Calls. Um, Obviously, some of the different cryptocurrencies have different mechanisms on them. What are your opinions on a project like Tezos that has kind of the built-in staking option versus a Bitcoin that's more of a, a mining option, if that makes sense? Yeah, there, and uh, there's two ways. So not to go down the rabbit hole for folks, mm-hmm. but proof of stake and proof of work are really the differentials in how a, a miner of Bitcoin gets rewarded. And the computer is the miner. And you are going to see staking and or 
yield interest-bearing instruments across all coins very soon. In fact, in our platform, uh, we're at the beta for folks being able to earn interest with their Bitcoin. Laurel is going to be one of the first ones. She doesn't know it yet, but I've already got her on the list where she can take her Bitcoin and put it to work like a CD. But uh, so and then it's making it's coming back every month as the coolest part is it you get paid Bitcoin as interest. So you you stay in the currency that you want, which is what you're getting with staking. Uh, Ethereum 2.0 is coming out with staking, I believe, in November. Now, it has been moved several times because, it, like I said, it's best technology wins. So this forces businesses to put the best product forward. Otherwise, you could lose your user base. Right. So the nice thing about that is with some of these coins is not only are you buying it with the idea that eventually will appreciate, but there are mechanisms by which you can literally kind of act as a get interest and or that yield at the same time, which is another benefit of it. And that is a defining characteristic of a marketplace. Now you have a big enough market that people are willing to borrow an asset and pay a yield on that asset because they're going to go do something with that asset that's going to make them two or three X whatever they're paying you. And that's when you really are starting to get a maturation of an economy and the crypto economy. It's a, I think it points towards we're here to stay. Yeah. Well, we know that. So um, I know. So my question was around um, and I'm just questioning if this is a misinterpretation, but someone has just said it in the way that I interpret it was that some of the qualified plans are now going to be limited on their legacy um, as far as the inheritance that they're going to have to be spent out in the, in, uh, the first time after timetable. Yeah, I've heard that too. I, I you know, I've not seen the actual like real law of it, but I've heard it kind of talked about and spun yeah. around it. Uh, Thomas, we heard in Kansas uh, from a few folks and uh, that if you hand it to the next generation, they have I, what I heard was 10 years to spend it out. And for some of us, I mean, that's well, you think about it. Most yeah. of the folks that are now getting money. So my grandfather just passed and I got a, a couple of accounts from him. And he was of the generation that during the Reagan years, uh, it was the death tax and they beat it. They got they they stopped it. But now that he's gotten older, he's handing off. This is good. I think this is the new angle of a death tax is like, hey, cool. Grandpa wasn't going to take it. But if it's going to hand off to you, we're going to do something to accelerate the spending of that. Because what that means is you have to take a distribution out every year. And yeah. if they accelerate that distribution, that means more monies are coming out. And when they come out of the vehicle is when they're taxed. So to me, that would be the mechanism that would be probably one of the ways they, that they would try to because they want to take it from when you're gone. That's just what it is. You know, it's it doesn't even stop after you're dead. It's, it's crazy what, what we pay in taxes even after we're gone. I know. I know. So, uh, Chris, I appreciate your time. Again, those of you that are out here, if you've not come to our Meetup and Marketplace, it is this Thursday and Friday. If you have Graduate Marketplace, join us at 3 to 6 and then 10 to 3 on Saturday. And uh, let's go make a whole bunch of money together. Have a good time. You'll see Chris Friday in the Education Forum between that 10 and 12 block. And then again, Friday night, 6.30 Zafter Hours. Before we leave, though, Chris, right before we get off the call, you say, oh, my gosh. The DOJ. Oh, yeah. So the, my, 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 like, yeah, know, my, my general counsel uh, messaged me when me and Laura were talking earlier this morning that the Department of Justice has has officially started. Let, let me make sure I use the words right, because my lawyer would be mad at me if I didn't do it the right <laughs> way. She, she's very particular that I, I don't lose it in translation. They filed suit against Google for antitrust violations. Oh, so man. now now for the second time in my lifetime, uh, a dot com or a tech company has gotten so big 
that the government feels it needs to break it apart. And if that's Google, Google's the G of Fang. And so if I'm Zuckerberg, Bezos, or anybody else, I'm thinking well, what kind of impact this will have. And I tell you, I'm a businessman. If I'm getting sued by the government, I'm spending a lot of money to fight that, which means that the product that I sell will have to increase in price as a result to cover those costs. And that's basic economics. So even if this doesn't work, you know, like the impeachment of Donald Trump that has been going on for four years that just keeps costing taxpayer dollars, this will hurt the efficiency of these. But some of them do great things. So now data is a whole nother question mark. If they want to have a conversation about data and privacy of data, I think that's great. But if it's about trust and that they're too big, then, hey, these are the same guys that bailed out the banks in 08 and made them bigger so that they couldn't fail. So you can't talk about both sides of your mouth. It'll be very interesting to see. But that's, as she put it, and so it begins. Because this is the beginning. There's going to be, I think you're going to see a lot of this. And the interesting part, these big corporations, Square, uh, two weeks ago, put $50 million of its balance sheet into Bitcoin. And more and more businesses are doing that. And maybe this is part of that, is that they're wanting to hedge themselves uh, and make sure that, I mean, that, that's their balance sheet. I, I'm a business owner, man. You get a business flump coming. The last thing you want to do is take more risk with your profits. And they're jumping in and saying, I, this is where I believe that the, the future yep. is headed. So yep. we'll chat more about that on Friday, though, Laurel. That's a really good point. Yep. To bring up. And then uh, also under subpoena is Twitter and Facebook headed in tomorrow. So yep. uh, it'll be interesting to watch. I love seeing the fact checkers. Um, oh, it just makes it's like it's like watching people drive with their windows up and a mask on. There's just some things in this world today that I, I that I, I have to question. Uh, the insanity, or, no better. We, were, my husband and I, on Sunday were out on a Harley ride, and the amount of bikers in the open mountain air at eight thousand feet and nobody around cycling, like aggressive, like mountain cycling with a mask on. Don't get it. Maybe they're getting the extra workout, you know? They, maybe, 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 I mean, maybe they have little oxygen tubes out the <laughs> side we just didn't see, but it was a little insane. So uh, we will be, uh, continue to, uh, we'll do the dialogue. Debbie, uh, we'll answer that question. Who are the fact checkers and dig deeper into this conversation and uh, stay tuned. Always be informed to stay on our broadcast every Tuesday. Next week is a big one. We're going to talk about real estate. And uh, the gentleman I'm bringing is a, uh, world leading expert, dear friend of mine. Um, and he's coming out of Florida. So I'm going to prep him for a little bit of his opinion. I already know what it is, but it'll be interesting to talk about his opinion and a lot of these blockchains. It came out of Florida. Florida is the first one that I'm aware of that put the real estate transactions on the chain, cut out everybody in the middle, which means agents, brokers, uh, title, all of it's cut. So uh, a lot more coming and a lot more changes. So stay tuned. Chris Klein, thank you as always. Appreciate you yeah. and your generosity, generosity to our community. Thank you guys. Take care. Talk soon. Thanks for listening to the Real Money Talks podcast. Your host has been Laurel Langmire, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News, and The View. Want to learn more about off-Wall Street investing, tax strategies, and multi-million dollar business strategies? Visit liveoutloud.com slash podcast for past episodes, show notes, and resources. For some special wealth building gifts only for Laurel's podcast listeners, visit liveoutloud.com slash podcast gifts. Do you have a burning question for Laurel? Visit asklaurel.com to submit your question, and it may just be covered on a podcast episode. So stay tuned and be sure to subscribe to get new episodes every week. Every week.